this is Charlie Stumbaugh, the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church, Colorado. Thank you for being with us today. Be sure to subscribe for our weekly content to encourage your faith. Let's listen in as Pastor Matt brings the message. Hey friends, welcome to today's Cornerstone podcast. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Hope you're having a great day. Um, Today, as we continue on in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, I want to look at the topic of wisdom. Now, I want to pose a question to you, and this is a question. Do you see yourself as a wise person? Now, at 43 years old, I would like to believe that I have gained some wisdom in my lifetime. As I look back over my life, or you know, through the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I would say that both experience and education has taught me a thing or two. And as you reflect on your life, you might agree. Because of your experiences and education, you might say that you're very wise in specific areas of life or maybe just in general. As we look at our relationship with God, it would be foolish for us to say that His wisdom has not influenced our success. To say that we have achieved all that we have achieved without God is ridiculous. As we open chapter 3 of Ephesians, we see that Paul is focusing on the specific goal that God had set for him. In verse 7, Paul, he tells us that God has given him a special gift of grace to share the good news of Christ with those who have been far away from God. And Paul tells us in verse 10, which is where we're going to pick up here, and and I want to encourage you to to read this whole um, 12 verses, starting in verse 1 through verse 12, but because of time, I didn't want to read through everything. And Paul tells us here in verse 10, he says that God's purpose was that all the rulers and powers in the heavenly places will know the many different ways that he, speaking of God, that he shows his wisdom. They will know this because of the church. Friends, they will know this. They will know who Christ is. They will know the wisdoms of God because of you and because of me. It says they will know this because of the church. Verse 12, Paul says, this agrees with the plan God had since the beginning of time. He did what he planned, and he did it through Christ Jesus, our Lord. In Christ, we come before God with freedom and without fear. We can do this because of our faith in Christ. Paul begins chapter 3 here in verse 1. Uh, with a prayer, but he quickly takes a rabbit trail. Now, he picks up this prayer again in verse 14. We'll look at these verses next week. But in the meantime, Paul thinks that it's important for these early Christians to understand how he has come to know about God and his plan. Through this, Paul's prayer is that the Gentiles will gain greater wisdom surrounding who Christ is. Prior to this point in history, the full revelation of God's eternal plan had not been revealed to the Gentiles. God's plan was that the non-Jewish people would be welcomed into God's family with Israel, sharing in 
the great promises of Christ. Paul believes that by God's grace and power, he has been given insight into God's great mysterious plan, and he had accepted the challenge of passing this message on to the Gentiles. And Paul's plan was to make known the wisdom of God through this new community of believers through the church. Now, I believe that the main point that Paul is expressing here, the main point for us today is that we should have, we should have and exemplify God's wisdom. Not only has Christ torn down the wall that separated humanity, bringing them together as one people into one family, but it was also a part of God's plan for humanity to have his wisdom in this life. This new community, this, the, these followers of Christ should understand God's wisdom and exemplify it in our daily lives. And friends, if you don't have wisdom, James 1 chapter or James 1 verse 5 it says if you don't have all the wisdom needed for this journey then all you have to do is ask God for it and he will give generously are you a wise person maybe if that answer is no maybe if your choices your actions would say no friends that can change all we have to do is ask God for his wisdom, and friends, he gives generously. God's wisdom is attainable for us. It is an essential part of living a successful life. If we were to look at 1 Kings chapter 3 in the Old Testament, we see a story where God told King Solomon that he would grant him anything he asked for, right? It's that genie in a bottle moment here in scripture. And I'm sure that we could think of a thousand different things that Solomon could have asked for, but all he wanted, all he asked for was wisdom. In verse seven of first Kings three, someone says, he says, you've blessed me, God, you've blessed my family. You've made me king but I don't have the wisdom I need to do what I must do. Do you have the wisdom needed to live the life that God has called you to live? If God granted you this same wish, this one ask that he granted Solomon, what would you ask for? Would it be wisdom? Is wisdom something that's important in your life? Over the next few minutes, I want to dig into the characteristics of God's wisdom and invite you to do some self-reflecting and ask yourself if you have God's wisdom or if you need to grow in that area. And I want to look at James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 here. And this is what I want to really take to dig out of because it, it really looks at some practical things for us when it comes to obtaining God's wisdom. Verse 17 of James chapter 3 says, the wisdom that comes from God is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap the harvest of righteousness 
There's three things that I want to look at, three points that I want to dig into today as we look at attaining God's peace. And the first one is this. God's wisdom is pure. I said looking at God's peace and I meant God's wisdom. Sorry about that. The first point is God's wisdom is pure. In Psalm chapter 12, verse 6, it says God's words are pure words, pure silver words, refined seven times in the fires of his word kiln, pure on earth as well as in heaven. When we think of purity, I think for most of us, we would say that we think of things that are unspoiled, that are clean, that are perfect. The Greek word hazos means to be pure without fault or immaculate. We know that what we think is directly connected to our heart and our heart is directly connected to our actions. In any or all of us, you know, any of us here could say that that our thoughts and our actions have not always been pure, corrupting our heart. But the words of God, his thoughts, his actions, his heart is pure. God's intentions have always been best and have always been for our best. If we're to live lives, if we're to live pure lives, it needs to be or it needs to start with our thought life. And since we have all messed up in this area, we need to turn to the perfecter of purity. We need to turn to God and gain wisdom from his insight, from his heart. Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 and 9 are are it's a great scripture for us to remember when we're seeking purity. It says, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on these on on things that are true, that are noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. It says that we should think on the things that are the best not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Purity takes priority because without it, the rest of this list, these these other two points, they don't really matter. Purity is where wisdom begins. When we allow our frustrations, our anger, our situation, our sinful desires to outweigh our pursuit of purity, it begins to corrode our heart, which will destroy any wisdom we might have. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Blessed are those who are pure in heart. They will see God. If you want to be wise, if we want to have wisdom, God's wisdom, it needs to start by pursuing purity. The second point is that God's wisdom is peaceful. 
The Greek word that is translated to peaceful in James chapter 3 refers to our attitude in the midst of chaos. It's our reactions when things go wrong. It's our reactions when people hurt us. It's our reactions when you know things don't go the way that we had planned. You know, as I was preparing for this message, as I was working on this point right here, that God's wisdom is peaceful, I I type everything out in Google Drive because Google Drive automatically saves everything that you type. But what Google Drive did not do for me this time was I'm halfway through this point. I've got everything typed out. I've finished it up. But the latter half of my point, Google Drive did not save. I had to refresh my page. I come back and half of this point is gone. And all of a sudden, like I got so frustrated. It didn't go the way that I expected. It didn't go the way that I planned. And in that moment, it hit me that like I was allowing my frustration to outweigh the peace that God has invited me to live. Even in the midst of such a frustrating point. And for many of us, I say that, you know, I would say that we find ourselves in moments like that every single day. And I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many times again, I'm sure I'm a huge advocate for actions and reactions. But in my opinion of the two, our reactions are more important. When it comes down to our actions, we can make a plan and execute that plan perfectly. And that's something that we should strive for. But our reactions shows who we really are. It shows where our heart is at in that moment. When looking at the idea of being peaceful, being a person of peace, Eleanor Roosevelt said, it isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe in it. And it isn't enough to believe in it. One must work at it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, pursue peace with everyone and holiness since no one will see God without it. Pursue peace with everyone. Pursue peace in every situation. Last week, Paul reminded us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, that Christ is the reason we are now at peace. And I, I used this quote last week, and I want to use it again today. Where C.S. Lewis, he aptly said, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. As we try to find peace in our lives, we must remember that it originates with God. And if we try to execute or if we try to exclude God from our lives, we will never be able to fully obtain peace with ourselves or with others. And since peace is directly connected to wisdom, we cannot live wisely without pursuing Peace. Friends, if your world is full of chaos only, your God, our God, has given us wisdom. And if we live in chaos only, friends, that wisdom will diminish. But when you can find peace, even in the midst of hardships and heartaches, when we can find peace in those moments, peace that's only found in Christ, wisdom will flourish in our lives. 
It's nothing that we bring, nothing that we create. It's God's wisdom in us lived out daily that it will grow, that our successes will grow with it. God's wisdom is pure. God's wisdom is peaceful. And my third point is that God's wisdom is humble. What does it mean to be humble? The origin of the word is from the Latin umilis, meaning low. It is having a modest perspective of ourselves and thinking more highly of others. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, it says, Proud and boastful people will fall short, but wisdom stays with those who are modest and humble. Now, our American culture, on the other hand, it tells us that we should think of ourselves first. And and if there's time to think of others, then we should think of others at that point. But it goes against the very nature of God. It goes against who we were created to be. If humility means to think of others first, it's hard to do that when we always have our sights set on ourselves. If we look at James chapter 4, verse 6, it says that God is against those who are prideful, but gives grace to those who choose humility. If we jump down a few verses to James chapter 4, verse 10, it says that when we humble ourselves before God, He will exalt us. Matthew 23, 12 says people who think they are better than others will be made humble, but people who are humble, who humble themselves, will be made great. The wisdom God has for us, the advancements God wants to give us in life come through humility. We will not grow in our relationships in life if we're prideful, if we're putting ourselves first, when we're only focused on ourselves, when we're only talking about our um, achievements, right? our accomplishments, our abilities. We will end up pushing other people away. But wisdom, friends, we need to remember this. Wisdom comes through the idea of seeing other people first. At Cornerstone, we believe that people should be seen and heard. God sees us and hears us, and we should make every effort to see and hear others. The example God set for us was was shown when he saw our needs in life as sinners, and he prioritized them. He prioritized what we needed. He was willing to sacrifice so that we could find success. What an amazing example of humility. God had the right to call us out on our mistakes because our sin went against who God is, but instead he chose to see what was best for us and love us by sacrificing his greatest treasure, Jesus Christ, his son, so that we could be restored to him. Wisdom comes through humility, not through selfish ambition. God's wisdom is on display in our lives when we look at humanity and see what is best for them, not what is best for us. It's when we look at the situation we find ourselves in and we see ways that we can be a blessing rather than ways that we can take advantage. If you want to grow in wisdom, friends, it starts by looking for ways to bless others. God's wisdom is pure. God's wisdom is peaceful. God's wisdom is humble. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 18 says, Those who find wisdom are fortunate. They will be blessed. Profit that comes from wisdom is better than silver and even the finest gold. Wisdom is worth more than fine jewels. Nothing you desire has more value. Verse 16 says, when you, it says, with her right hand, wisdom offers long life, and with her other hand, riches and honor. Wisdom will lead to a life of joy and peace. Wisdom is like a life giving tree to those who hold on to her. She is a blessing to those who keep her close. Friends, do you need to grow in wisdom? Do you need to redefine what wisdom is? On your own, you can only go so far. On your own, you're only able to see the goals in life, but you'll never be able to achieve them fully. You're just stalling out in life if you're not prioritizing God's wisdom. And today, friends, I believe that God is inviting us into more, that he is inviting us into what is best for us. He wants us to see people and situations clearly, but without wisdom, without God's wisdom, we are limited in this life. But here's here's the encouragement for you today. It's encouragement for me. No matter where we find ourselves in this moment, there's still opportunity for us to grow, to learn, to gain wisdom in our lives. But we've got to understand that we can only find success in this area through Christ. Won't you say yes to what God is inviting you into today? Won't you say yes to growing in wisdom, in God's wisdom, and living it out in your life today, by pursuing a pure life, by pursuing a peaceful life, by pursuing humility in life. Friends, let's pray as we close today. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the greatest example that we could ever need. And Lord, that you have given us your wisdom for us to live out and put on display every single day. I pray, God, that we would pursue purity in life, that we would make it a priority. God, that we would pursue being peaceful people in in our relationships with people we know, with strangers in our work life, and especially in our life with you. And God, that we would pursue humility that we would look for ways to bless other people, to put other people before ourselves. And God, that as we do this, that the wisdom you have for us would just grow and grow and grow in our lives every single day. God, let us continue to take steps, next steps, to grow in our reflection of you. I thank you for your word today. It is life-giving, and I pray your peace and your hope would rest in our lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thanks for tuning in to our podcast today. Uh, Make sure to check out next week. If you've missed one of our podcasts, you can go back and check those out. We pray that they are a blessing to you. Have a wonderful day, and we will catch you next time.
Hey, we are so honored that you are with us today. Remember, subscribe to the show and check out our website at cornerstonechurchco.com for more resources.